You're listening to the Restraining Hollywood Podcast, where entertainment isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. On tonight's episode, the boys welcome actor-producer Eric McCullough. Okay, uh, this is our first ever podcast. I'm Brandon Van Vliet. I'm Eric McCullough. And I'm Elliot Divini. And uh, we've never done one of these before. <laughs> So don't judge us. We're going to find a way to fuck it up if we can. Yeah, like you should see how dumb I look right now. I'm looking at the <laughs> microphone like the mic. We're all buck naked, by the Which, way. Oh, yeah. In a, Stark. In a hot tub. Uh, so where, where do you want to start? Uh, let's talk about the projects we have going on. Okay. Mac? Uh, potpourri. 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 Written and directed by... Yes. Elliot Devinney sitting right here. So they say. And uh, what's, your, what's your tagline thing for it again? A musical... Uh, yeah, uh, changes often, but it's a <laughs> uh, uh, holiday fantasy musical time travel drug-infused uh, comedy with zombies or and something. And that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, and, it doesn't, uh, the title doesn't lie. We, we, had, we had a decent little budget, and we, yeah. and, and, and we got a hell of a little film. Are, and, we, are uh, we allowed to talk about the budget? Uh... Let's not. Let's just say like used car price. We yeah. Won't, we, won't, we won't say what kind of used car, but. Let's not talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, um, so yeah, so it, it's going to be released October 6th in, uh, in Minneapolis. Wait, so that, is that uh, the first time people will now be hearing about that? Yeah. This, this, is, so. this is like sort of our, announce, our, yeah. our premiere announcement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna cool. wait till the we got the theater, and then we could, you know, oh, have yeah. someone whip up a flyer or whatever. But uh, right. October sixth, um, it is. October sixth, okay. it is. Okay. I mean, it's you know. We're locked in. We're locked in. It's my mom's birthday. Is it really? Yeah. That's a good sign. And she's gonna be there. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge, you know, like like. Oh wait, and, wait, wait, hold on. What is that? What October? October sixth. Uh, she's a Libra. A Libra. Yeah. What can you tell us about Libras? Oh, I can tell you she was all over me at the ugly sweater party last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. She's been known for that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that uh, October 6th, uh, it's kind of up in the air where we're going to get the theater. But right. uh, the, the film's in post-production right now and is looking amazing. Yeah, and, we're getting um, there. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a pretty intricate film to put together because of, especially in the post. Right. Well, I mean, pre-production was nuts too, but the post is nuts too because of all the uh, yeah. special effects and, yeah. and and stuff like that. We but, had uh, we had no idea what we were getting into. Kind of not really. I remember the first know? time we met? It was like, hey, let's just do a time travel zombie movie. It'll be well, fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Brad, I, okay, let's go. I just got done doing hunting buddies, and it was just right. like our only props were like guns and beer. Right. You know, it's like, and then uh, and then cut to a year later, and we're all just dragging here. Oh we're yeah. We've been beat down, and you know our money's gone. It's all our money's gone. It's been a long haul, but it's yeah. it's been awesome too. Yeah, like I'm, it's, been, I'm, it's been fun, yeah. and and uh, things are starting to shape up. You know, like there absolutely. I it felt like ever since we got picture locked, it was just like kaboom. Mm -hmm. You know, and and uh, you know we're gonna have a, a new trailer, two new trailers. Yeah, behind the scenes featurette. All yeah. that stuff will be out on the internet. Yeah, for you guys to watch. So the the end is in in sight. Yeah, for the first time. So it's October. What sets like six months? Yeah. Oh, it's so doable. That's exciting. Awesome. Very exciting. Finally. And uh, I don't know. What was... Uh, and, and we're here, Eric McCullough, a.k.a. Mac. Yeah. Mac, small cameo of Stevie Adkins, of course, and uh, an associate producer. Mac, what was your favorite part about Potpourri? Oh. The whole production-wise. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, 
shooting zombies in in uh, at my work was pretty fun just to see all the zombies <laughs> taking form and then, uh, then watching getting, all that go down. Getting blasted uh, away in the hallways. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. That was fun stuff. Um, that was fun. But my most favorite was probably the weekend that we spent at my house with all the zombies and just the madness of watching all that go down. We should that, talk about that weekend. That weekend is permeated in my in my brain. It was probably <laughs> the funnest, craziest weekend of filming I've ever had in my life. That the was first wild. day was what, 16, 17 hours? 18. I think they were both 18. 18. There are two, so we Depending had, on who you were, you know, yeah. I think all of us were there both days, all day, but some, some people got to come and go. Two 18-hour days, back-to-back, and it was all the stuff that you're going to see in the film that takes place at the, uh, at, the, at the Ugly Sweater Party. Yes. So it's like zombie massacre stuff, drinking games, yeah. you know, party the Christmas scene. trees up. Right. I, I mean, yeah, great little party scene. I, I don't know. It's... Well, my yeah, we, my favorite stuff, personally, yeah, it really is. We Matt got us a real keg, and people were oh, really yeah. drinking and partying. There was real and, uh, beer in it too. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I, Miller Lighter. I don't know what Max brand of choice is, but uh, yeah, it was like yeah. the extras were all drinking, and it was actually kind of a real party when we weren't. It was yeah. it was really fun. I think it made the day go long if you were drinking all day, but right. I think we're for the most that, part, though, yeah. people that weren't there all day, it made it a lot of fun, and yeah. But yeah, it was like, I remember we, we sort of fell behind schedule and we were just racing to get everything yeah. done. And there was well, like no there time was, to eat. Yeah. There was something like 100 people that were going in and out of the house yeah. every, every day. The, the, on, the, on the Saturday there were, and then, what, what, well, both days we, yeah, we, we, we fell behind, but then we, you know, we got it done. Yeah. I, I remember it was <laughs> like Sunday night and we still had like two, three scenes left to do. Yeah. And, it, and it was like midnight at that point. And I like. Right. Remember that you guys all in the kitchen? I'm like, look. Yeah. <laughs> do we come back and do this? And and like there was kind of like that long pause and and like everyone you could tell everyone just wanted to call it quits. Yeah. And like Shadley stepped up. He's like, yeah. No way. Right. Fuck that. We're staying here right. and blah blah. And it was kind of like yeah. the inspirational speech and right. in like the film and I, like you know so it was like boom we just got back to work. Yeah, but I remember though. At, uh, Moments after that, everyone was all pumped up and having fun again. Yeah, and yeah. Like, that sort of re-energized us, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Ryan Shadley kind of, he, he stepped <laughs> to the plate, you know? Half like a that, bottle of vodka in, yeah. he's just like, no one's leaving! It was like, it was like, it was like that Braveheart speech, you know? Yeah, yeah. He got to take blood all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But that, um, Yeah, that was, that was uh, absolutely crazy. Um, and the, just I would, in a daze the whole yeah. time. You yeah. Know, like, don't remember. I think at all. I woke up Monday morning for work <laughs> and I had gotten a few hours of sleep. And there was, you guys had just left because I mean, it was still hot and stinky and just oh, musty yeah. there. And I'm right. like, that's Ward. Wow. That like, was Ward, not, not me. <laughs> and, and bloody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, no, we dude, cleaned you, pretty well, but. Your, your house was trashed. Oh yeah, it's it, it still has not still been normal since it. then. Yeah, it there's is. still blood on the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah. It's dark days over there. <laughs> <laughs> that's our, that was that's the go-to place though. It's like anytime you need a living room, a basement, a bathroom. It's like yeah, Max. Yeah. yeah, Max place or my apartment get a lot of damage right, done. You right. know, but it's but it, you know it's, it's for been the projects. Used and abused. That's I would absolutely. say I would volunteer my house, but we've shot. In every room here, multiple times, every corner, you know, all the movies that we Well, dude, and this is too nice of a house to do that. That's true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my house is easily trashable and replaceable, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> we did though. Actually, here we is where we had uh, the the uh, Busamore table. Yeah, set you guys up, had you guys shot, shot Busamore here. You sh we we shot the scene with Feeny and the yeah. zombies outside, and, and Prettyman's Pretty scene was, was here. Outside, yeah. And we shot. What else? Well, there was something else shot here, wasn't there? Um, the film? Oh, the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, the intro. Yeah. Sure. I love that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Potpourri. It's a different film. It's so much fun, and uh, I am so anxious for people to see it. Yeah. I, I mean, to like really. We've been really... teasing them for like two years. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've been getting teased for a while. That's okay though. They want um, blood. It's gonna be something people haven't seen before, so that's gonna yeah. be exciting. It's yeah. gonna be exciting. I, I love I love our cast and I love our crew. It's not one of those movies that that people uh, are just kind of like, eh, yeah, I've seen it before. Right. Right. Like, really it's, want. Yeah, it's, it's different for sure. Really want like the college kids and uh, the people that like to, I guess you could say, party. I think I think they're they're gonna get into it. You know, it's got the little Christmas thing going on. It's got the uh, some cool time travel. They go back into like uh, medieval times or whatever. You know, with the soldiers yeah, and knights and some princesses. Stupid and, thing like that. I, I mean, it's it's. Everywhere, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, cool. So that's Pope. Yeah. I can't wait till October sixth. Yep. October sixth. Yeah. Be on the lookout for it. We got uh, a calendar done. Popery's on, on Facebook, Twitter. Got an official website. You know, just Google Popery movie and uh, right. you can find out more about it. Will you get me one, Max? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Max. Uh, Max getting us a beer. <laughs> yes. Because it is Saturday, Saturday evening, so it is a good time to be drinking beer. Dude, uh, hurry up. It's past 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, happy hour somewhere. Okay, so potpourri. Let's talk a little about, a bit about In Harm's Way, yeah? Yeah, and uh, a month and a half after potpourri's release, we're going to put out a gritty crime drama uh, saga film called In Harm's Way. Yeah, and uh, starring John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one was. This was. <laughs> Go nuts, dude! This one was shot what? Few months after. Few months yeah, after yeah, we did Popery. Yeah, summer. A lot of the same that? cast and crew. Yeah. Um, this was uh, directed by John Carsco, who co-wrote it, along with Mike Borka, who stars in it. Wait, and, how uh, how old is this story? Let's talk about, like, how did it start? The history of it, the history of it's, it's, it's been around for a while. Shrouded in mystery. No, 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 not really. Um, uh, <coughs> Borka, it was at, right after I released Trust Me in oh, okay. uh, summer of 08. Okay. We had the main release party in June, and then the uh, second party at the Varsity in July. Right. Oh, kid went nuts that night. That's a different Isn't story. that on YouTube? <laughs> Uh, no, the, the, oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. No, no, I'm glad it's not. Uh, I mean, that's more embarrassing than like the video of Hasselhoff getting taped. On his daughter, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Okay, so we, re we, we had another screening at the varsity in like whatever, like a weekend after 4th of July weekend. And, um, Borka came over the following Monday, mm -hmm. and he's like, I, I'd worked on this after the screening. I was really, really in, inspired by Trust Me. And it was the first uh, act to what is now in harm's way. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, uh, nice. why don't you finish the rest? So he kind of, he, he whipped up uh, the rest of the script. Right. And then we started meeting about it that fall. And 
I'm adding stuff to it, you know, trimming down some of the stuff that he had had. Right. And then we brought it to Kursko in, was that the spring? Yeah. Spring of 09. Mm-hmm. And then Mike kind of stepped out of the, the, the writing process from there. And me and John kind of took it over. Nice. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then shot it last year. It was a long process yeah with it like it uh, was but we had some other stuff that we were doing in the well we did we did hunting buddies in between hunting buddies and some one night stand stuff yes did you find that uh helpful to have extra time with the movie so you could kind of let it marinate you know in the back of your head or come Uh, up with new ideas well the reason we let it marinate was you know we just didn't have a choice it was like a financial right reason why we were letting it marinate at one point and then it was like conflicting schedules and Um, it was kind of like, oh, we'll do it at this time. Oh, right. that's not going to work out, so we're going to have to do it. Right. Little, you know, right. I had some excuses. Carsco had some excuses. You yeah. know, like, yeah. you know, we had to wait till the time was right. And and, and, and trying and to cast the thing, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a big film to cast. It was a monster to cast. Yeah. Cast and location. Elliot's in there. Elliot, yeah. you, you, yeah. Elliot, you're kind of like, not really your acting debut, but your, right. uh, you know, the, uh, you just got to, Come into a film and not have a, to worry about yeah, shooting was, it. Yeah, or anything I think else. that was the first time I'd ever acted with without doing anything else on, on a movie, which was it, a lot of fun. Good uh, experience. It was a great experience. I mean, it's, it's, your character's hilarious, it's, dude. I, I love it. I can't wait to see Sometimes it. Sometimes it's, it's nice uh, only being an actor. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was cool because. It, when when problems arose, it's like my instinct is to get stressed out and to want to fix them. But Hero was just like, just sit back and you know eat some craft services. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, shoot <laughs> the, the shit with yeah. the other actors. Yeah. Where you the know? fuck is Elliot? He's <laughs> yeah. a craft man. Yeah. 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 He doesn't care. It's not his film. Um, but also, there's also I, maybe more pressure if you're acting than if mm-hmm. you're directing because. Um, as a director, you can always say, "Well, we, we'll fix that in editing," or mm-hmm. you know, it's like, "Well, we can solve this problem other ways." But if if you're an actor, you feel like your performance can make or break a movie. Yeah, so it's, yeah. A little, it's probably not best not to let it go to your head. But it was fun. I had a great time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a good group. The the harm's way process was nuts. And at one point, we had thirty thousand bucks, and I was like, "Oh wow, okay." And, right. and we're gonna ready. We'll shoot this in ten months. Well, in that ten months, that thirty went to fifteen. That's how it goes. I, I scrambled to raise the fifteen like a month before we're gonna shoot. Yeah. Got it, thank God. And um, and we shot it June, July of uh, two thousand ten, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's being edited. We're almost picture locked, and uh, November seventeen release. Really, almost yeah. picture locked. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Mason's been busting, busting butt. Oh yeah. Cracking the whip. Yeah. 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 No, I haven't really been. I think I, I've been annoying him with text messages <laughs> and, and tweets and stuff, but I haven't what, really. Uh, let me ask you this: with Popery and Harm's Way, what have you learned about the post-production process, or how would you approach it differently in the future? Um, it's a loaded question. God, it's just it. it my issue, oh man. My problem is I just have a hard time like being really authoritative, right? And like I don't think people want to take me seriously. Yeah, and. Uh, but it's just tough. I think the most important thing you need to do is immediately when you wrap, make a schedule yeah. and stick to that schedule. Yeah. And always have a plan B and like a plan C. Right. You know? Yeah. We ran yeah. into some bad luck with both projects in right. post. But 
it wasn't like a make or break thing. Right. Like now it's like everything's right yeah. back, you I, know. I think once something gets shot, everybody's kind of like, whew, They it's need done. that breather. Yeah. Yeah. Need, yeah. yeah, you almost need, need to get to And really fresh. it's just like, no, we're, you know, we're three quarters of the way there. Like, let's, right. let's finish it off. Yep. Right. But I think everybody's just kind of needs that break because long hours of shooting right. and, you know, dealing with, you know. Dealing with each other. Each, yeah. each other on, <laughs> you know. All the time, and then it's just like, all right, let's uh, let's take a break, and then yeah. trying to get back into mode again is just yeah a mm-hmm. struggle for people. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be you know pretty tough to stay excited about something for for that mm-hmm. long, you right. know. But there is an excitement to be had, right? When the project's being edited and it's coming to life, yeah, and yeah, getting the music on there and yeah. everything like that, it's just like ooh, right? You no, know, like the rough <laughs> cuts that spot. we've seen of potpourri, you know, I mean. Right. They're just getting better and better and better. And like yeah. the last one we saw, when we were like, "This is it," I was yeah. just, I had hair standing on the back of my yeah. neck. Yeah, and I was just like, "This." Yeah, the that last was, one that was, was Max Hand. No, that was Max <laughs> Hand. It's great. It's got hairy hands. Oh, oh. they're good zombie oh, hands. Oh yeah, yeah. kids yeah. of Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough. I like I love editing my own my own shit, but. Uh, it's it's awful tempting to just when you finish shooting get it to somebody new yeah uh, and let somebody else go. Nuts, you almost you know? kind of need that as like you need somebody that's refreshed and right. hasn't been working so much and hasn't been working so many hours to be like here here you go right. Like, I would almost want to do it. something like this and I'm sure this is what they do in the in the big leagues you know when they have huge budgets but um, have someone that can like arrange and and you know get the footage yeah, in there yeah. and, and all that stuff. So the editor that's come off the project doesn't have to sit through and do that. You right. know, if they've got a piece audio or whatever, right. so they're not getting burnt out on it. So by the time they are ready to sit down and edit, they are you know they're yeah. they're excited. They're, right. They haven't sat through you know a month or two of like right. doing so that's this. That's kind of what I thought about Potpourri was man, I feel bad for the editor and <laughs> somebody's just like, well Elliot's doing it and I'm like, oh, oh dark. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy's an asshole. Uh, he cooked his own goose. I heard yeah, yeah. Um, they said uh, for you know Kevin Smith's newest movie Red State, he he apparently edits the footage he shot that day. So like they'll wrap on set and they'll go back to his hotel or apartment and edit oh, wow. scenes. And they said he had a cut of the movie at the rap party, like when they, like the last day of shooting, he had. Oh my gosh! A, a, a rough cut. He edits it, or yeah. he's got someone no, with him. No, he does. It. He does oh, it all wow. himself, apparently. Well, I think that's a good idea, cool. but I mean, when you're shooting 14, 18 hours a day, yeah, like, yeah. you really can't do that. But right. yeah, if you limit sleep. it to like an eight-hour day and you do right. two hours editing or something, right? It's actually a good idea. And that's I'm also kind of thinking about doing second unit stuff, like. You know how they do on bigger movies. If you mm-hmm. if you sent somebody out to do a small scene or you know exteriors or dude like second that. second unit like if you're stationed at a location and, right. and this would happen to us on Harms or um, you know we're gonna do the scene here in this location and then you know we go downstairs. Like, uh, John got this school in St. Paul we could film at, so, right. so we're gonna be up here shooting. Then we go downstairs and shoot this scene and this is this. this. It's like, it's great to have extra hands there. Like, well, these guys can go set up lights. Or these yeah. guys can go get that prepped or yeah. or whatever. I mean, just always keeping it going. And remember, we, we did that on the uh, on the Feeney scene. Because there was, uh, we we took the, the, the leads outside to shoot that final yes, scene. Yes, that's and then right. Was, yeah. I think it was like Carisco yeah. and, and somebody else were there mm-hmm. getting other angles on Feeney stuff, which we already had, you know, sort of covered. Yeah. And, you know, we knew Feeney had it and... Uh, 
lighting and everything was good. So it was, yeah. that was awesome. Like just to be like, wow, they're two different scenes being done at once. I mean, you know, yeah. If it's, if it's something that, you know, you as a director are comfortable with, like, well, I don't need to be there. It's just this sort of right. stuff. Like then it's just like, right. Yeah. You know, and it's just getting I'm, done. I'm you know? a, well, that's it. We had three cameras that day. I remember it was, oh, yeah, three, it was crazy. Seven, these. It was nuts. So I mean, yeah, I'm thinking about exploring that a little bit because that could be awful helpful. Well, you just don't get like burnt. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Didn't I? I want to say we kind of were doing that stuff too. Um, the weekend at Max for Potpourri. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, we were. We were having. Were you get the dog? Someone set up or or whatever. Right. Upstairs. Right. And, and that's it, it was going. funny on Potpourri because like Horn was there and he yeah. helped and like Koi helped when right. Koi wasn't acting and stuff. So. Um, but every time we did it on Potpourri's because we were behind schedule, it was never like. Oh hey, let's do second year. Uh, we, like, we were always was behind like, schedule. It was like Brandon, That's, you know. Brandon comes out and he's like, "You guys, we're two hours behind. We got to be out of the school at five. I know. I'd hate just <laughs> being a dick. That's dude. what you need, though. <laughs> Never a moment when you're not behind. Just like Chris Moore, right? On the, I, I'm sorry. I don't. No, you need that. That's. I don't like being that guy. I don't want to be that guy anymore. That's yeah. it's hard. Oh, thank you. Are we shooting these? Is this dark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty dark. Dark days. To, uh, well, well, hey, oh, to the projects, to, to the first podcast, we'll have to do this again. Yeah. And to the popcorn for, on the floor. What is this? For, for those that want to uh, feel like you're drinking with us, we've got uh, Surly, Flat Earth Summit, and then something. Some brandy. Some mystery drink Mac just brought. Ah, uh, some so. brandy. Oh, man, Mac's going to try to get If you ever have drunk. a cold, drink brandy. <laughs> You'll feel better in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Mac's going to get us drunk. Drink, dude. Advantage of us. <laughs> Salad, Um, woo. What else were we going to talk about? That hurt. Um, we'll I'm wrap. I'll wrap arms up. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll have a couple uh, trailers for that and a behind-the-scenes featurette. Um, website is www.inharmswayfilm.com. It's on Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. And. Uh, November seventeenth, and uh, you know we're looking into getting the theater. Is that locked in or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got. It, we got to do so it that day. And then I really, really, really. Oh, look at that! I'm getting pranked. <laughs> Private number. It's not Mac. I'm watching it. Nope. Unless he said. Where's it your phone? It's oh, right here. It's in his pocket. Um, okay, hold on. Real cool. It's got to be that Mason Macram kid. We should. Uh, we should very briefly talk about pranking, and maybe maybe do one of our own. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Who can we get that we know will answer so, the phone so, so we can just make them look like a boob? Let's sort of set it up for the uninitiated. There's uh, got to be an MCTC kid out there to get. Yeah. <laughs> let's get all of the MCTC kids. How long? You guys have been pregnant for how long now? Oh, God, I have been since... Probably about 20 years now. Oh, okay, really? I have been since the late 80s, actually. Like, I used to do oh it for my, my parents' God. house. Yeah, you'd think you Get another die. one here. You think you'd die or it would grow up, you'd grow up or something. It's it's getting worse, if anything, right? It does get worse, uh, yeah. No, it goes in spurts. It goes in spurts. It'll, like, die down and people aren't pranking and you're not getting hit. And then it's just, like, whenever a season changes, it feels like it's just... This spring has been out of control. Yeah. I've been getting drilled so bad. This winter was so bad. This this winter was dark. Yeah. That everybody's kind of excited. But the... 
the way I understand it is like the best time to prank someone is when they're frustrated or oh yeah oh like, yes like, yeah. absolutely like, it's like kicking someone or when you even down. know that they're on the phone where they say hey I gotta let you go I gotta call this person and you're like oh you gotta call somebody they're right. like yeah and it's like oh okay yeah you hit them and then, well there's nothing worse than being on the phone like trying to like talk to someone and explain something or whatever yeah and then you got the boop boop right. Boop, boop, right. coming in, and, and, and I don't know. I like, think I, I'm going to have to do, like, the drug dealer thing and get a second phone. And just I had a second phone done, for a while. Oh, you, you've already done that. I, I, had, I had two phones. You had a second and third phone. Hey, rel- I, hey relax. You did. No one needs to know about the third one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah special occasions. Fucking Mackie. Um, just going nuts. You want to get someone? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I just don't know who. Like, so, we can... So, I'll say the level of praise keeps going up, too, like... Well, more and more I people a, are getting. I had it. a guy that put my number on the internet, so people that tell him this story. Yeah, this yeah, is the craziest this. prank story like ever. I mean, we've this. done some pretty like bad shit over yeah. the years, okay, with the pranking. Yeah, this is one of the best ones I've ever heard of. You know, I was. And of course, it happens to Matt. Yeah, like, I was out of t- I was out of town, and I accidentally left my phone at home. Which, uh, coincidence, but well, I did. We, we went up north that weekend. Yeah. We went out in the boat. Yep, and we got into traffic, and it's like Friday traffic, trying to go up north, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I forgot my phone on the charger. And we're like, and everyone's shit. like, you're not going back because yeah. we're stuck in traffic. And I came home to like 30-something text messages <laughs> and a full voicemail box and like, I don't know how many missed calls it was. So I'm checking my voicemails, and I'm like, what the hell? And all these random... Text messages Wait, from people. What does a voicemail box hold? You know, um, every phone is different. Every man. yeah, every like phone's not every phone, but I think every some uh, phones do like thirty. Okay, some like are 30. ten. Okay, yeah. Like I, I can only like if when he gets me and there's ten voicemails, I'm filled. I think okay. I remember. I'm filled first, like a Twinkie. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fill them out like an application. <laughs> I think the remember. I think the first time I ever filled him was when I had the other phone. Yeah, you got back like, four, in like forty-five voicemails. Yeah. Left. And he had two phones at the time, so there was like... He'd there, get them both. There was like right. 90 voicemails. It took me a good hour and a half to do it. Yeah. That's time well spent, man. Yeah, it was time well spent. <laughs> I laid in bed and just sat there and... Right. Pranked right. in voicemails. Kid was pissed off. Right. That kid was pissed off. I was at the Killers concert. Oh, nice. I was at the Killers concert with these Kid two... killed your voicemail. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I'm there with some friends, and uh, and my phone is going... Not both phones are going nuts, and I'm like, God. yeah. He fills them both, yeah. And I'm like, I can't do anything about it. I'm at this concert. I just want to enjoy it, right? And I'm leaving, and I'm like, I'm so mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came home and tried to open up my door, and I had it locked. And he just sat outside and played on the speakerphone like you have a full voicemail box. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to sleep. He, he had to work the next morning, he, and, and he's trying to sleep. So I put it on speakerphone, and I went through every voicemail and deleted it right by his door. Yeah. And because and, and, yeah. I knew it, it would it'd wake him up. Well, you wake the gimp up. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I, yeah, I by by the sixth or seventh voicemail, you're just like, dude, get fucking <laughs> bitching at me. And I'm just like, dude, uh, karma, it's on. Karma comes back around to bite you sometimes. It always yeah. comes back around. Yeah. It always comes that's back. How, that's how it works. But anyway. The universe. Yeah, I had this guy put my number on the internet on uh, Craigslist. And what did he say? This is so good. He was uh, <laughs> he was selling a uh, PlayStation 3 for 100 bucks. Yeah. So, of course, everybody's going to bite on that. And I had everybody calling me. 
leave me voicemails, and they're talking about a PlayStation 3, which I'm confused. You know, I come home on a Sunday to like, what the hell is this? Was your name on that ad? Were no, they... he used the name uh, Nigel. Wow. So you had a full So I had a full, like, like, what is going on here? It took Nigel. me like a day or two to figure out, and somebody left on a voice, because I had people call me, after I raced all that, I had people call me on Monday and Tuesday, right. and I'm like, what is going on here? Wow. And finally, somebody left a voicemail saying, yeah, your number on Craigslist. And I'm like, my number on Craigslist. Yeah. So Who I, the fuck is Craig and why yeah. does he have a list? <laughs> you know? like, so I look it up and I'm like, sure enough, there's like, my number. Is it so, like Santa's list? Or yeah, yeah. So I, nice? so, I, Schindler's list. so I I send the people, the nice people at Craigslist an email saying, hey, this is a hoax. So that gets deleted. And... That's all good for like a week, and right. all of a sudden this happens again. And then it's my real name, my real number, saying they have some iPhone for sale for oh, like wow. 50 bucks. And it just started happening again. Well, I caught onto that pretty quick and, and emailed yeah. them again saying, hey, somebody's doing this to me again. Right. But yeah, what a... What an ultimate prank. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't gotten the guy back. And you never will, either. Uh, I don't think that there's a better one to do. Do you know definitively who it was? Yeah, we know oh, him. Yeah, oh, I know okay. who it was. Yeah, we know he him. He admitted it, or how, what's the... No, we just... We, the, he admitted wait, it to me, not to Mac, okay. and like, and we just know. We yeah. know this guy. Yeah. But, but that's that's the pinnacle of prank so far, it, it was like. That was pretty much the, the best. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I still think, like... I'm still proud of, of this. Uh, back when we worked at the strip club and I was I was DJing. Yeah. He's he's working the front door. <clears throat> and the front door of this club had three lines. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, you getting pranked. Yeah. The 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 front door there, whatever, three lines. He's gotta answer the, the phone. Right, right? It's a business. You have to it's answer a business. the phone. Right. So I would text people yeah. and be like, Max working the door. Right. And they already had the numbers because I set them up with the numbers. And they would just unload. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It the, got phone, so the phone would ring at that place. It got so bad, my manager would yell at me, like, who keeps calling here? And I'm like, but it was, it was your I job could, to answer it respectfully, he had to, right? Yeah, had yeah to. you, couldn't, had you to. couldn't just like no, pick it up I, and hang up. No, or I had it. to because you know what? There's a few times where I did not answer it respectfully. Like, you what? No, fucking fuck you. And it, you know who it was? The owner. And I've gotten busted. No got, way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got busted a few times doing that. And he's just like, is that how you answer the phone here? And I'm like, yeah. what do you tell him? Like, the phone's been ringing off the hook for the last hour? Or right. you say just, you know, sorry, you know? And he's a cool guy. He fucking owns a strip club, for fuck's sake. Yeah. But, I mean. Wait, what, what do legitimate calls to strip clubs consist of? Oh, you know, what's the cover? That's probably, that's probably like us in Wisconsin. What's like, the hey, cover? we have to get this film crew. We want to come to what's yeah. What's on what's the, the You know what's the what, cover? What's, I'll have to who's say. Who's working that night? I'll Ish. have to say, being, oh, a, so they like ask for being a daytime yeah. door guy, I know that I've ruined a few guys' lives because I've had wives call and say, what's what's this that reads on my husband's credit card? Oh, wow. And what's this that reads on my husband's credit card? And it read, didn't read like, you know, the you strip didn't. club name, yeah. it read something else, and I'd be like, well, yeah, that's what it reads. And yeah. I, t I would totally sell them out. Throw you them didn't ruin the their lives, though. They ruined, they ruined lives, themselves, but, they but I, I, I basically threw them right under the bus. And messenger. it was just like, yeah, this is this is a strip club, and yes, right. they were here. Right. 
And they're just like, mm-hmm, that's all I need to know. And they would hang up, and I would sit there and think, and I'm like, oh, that poor bastard. That wow. guy's just going to get... God, you're a hater, man. Well, you're ruining you lives. How am I going to lie to some lady that's just like, what's this mean? You live a life of lies. What do you mean you're going <laughs> to... And this, so folks, the moral of the story is this is why you pay cash at a strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go to the gas station. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got someone we can prank. Yeah? I'm dialing right now. Okay. His name is Kevin Horn. Kevin Horn. He's probably at Tea Garden right now. Uh, tie tea with pearls. He's probably combing his beard. <laughs> Feeding the bird that lives in there. He's not going to answer. He's on to us. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. You don't stop, stop. Believe it or not, I knew it. I knew that was coming. I Cool. What else? Uh, so, we, so we just hammered through potpourri, in harm's way, prank calls. Brandy, time. strip clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk um, one night stand and let's talk, uh, let's talk future stuff. Yeah. Ouch. Who, Ouch. who wants to start? Hold on, I got an itch. Mac, scratch my itch. Oh, oh. Osbach. Nice. Mac, let's, I want to hear you set up the, uh, the, uh, the web series. Yeah, talk one night stand. Oh, one night stand. Well, it's about a defunct band. The four of us, um, you know, trying to make it big, but doing everything possible to destroy ourselves, to self-destruct, basically. Yeah. You know, all big dreams and all talk and... and uh, well, well, I shouldn't say all of us. There is, there's one Big person. egos and a lot of yeah. small peckers. Right? There, is, there is one guy that's trying <laughs> right. to steer us in the right direction, but nobody wants to listen to him. Is it? Who's, who, who's that? Well, Ace. Ace. Oh. Are you guys, is it modeled after a, a specific band or like a couple bands or an era of bands? Or a I, think it's just a, well. I think it's just the general purpose of, you know, bands that try to make it big. And, right. That dog is going nuts. Yeah. He's got his, <laughs> he got his hair cut and he's not happy about oh, you it. Mentioned, you mentioned Ace and he goes nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, look, look at this. <laughs> you know, I think One Night Stand is what every band member is, what a lot of people think of. They have that big dream of making it big and going out and touring and, and selling records and... Nailing think, chicks yeah. and getting wasted yeah. and I all that cliche. Trash in hotel rooms. Yeah, it yeah. is a total cliche of what goes on and I think some people do it and a lot of people don't and they end up you know being a local band or doing right. whatever trying to make a living of doing it but you know everybody has that dream of having that one hit that takes them over and takes them on tour and so they were they were in in the world of one night stand they were relatively successful at one point right are they yeah what were in what were your earlier questions let me let me I'll try to I'll try to answer those two but but uh the 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 um, um the um in, in in their world like they were popular i think they started like late 80s early 90s okay and they kind of found some success in the mid 90s okay and and dropped um and i the way i look at them and my intake on it and everything is like their sound is 
that weird crossover between 80s hair metal and then what became alternative and grunge. Right. And with that being said, you know, it's like they're not quite Skid Row, but they're not yeah. quite Soundgarden. Right. Uh, they're kind of in that, you know. Yeah. There, no and there were some it. bands like that. Like, I would say... Uh, there was a lot of bands like that that just the, got lost. And... Well, Saigon Kick was like that. You know, they had like a couple hits in like 91. Right. I don't know. And I kind of see them like that. And, and um, I mean, character-wise, it's, it's kind of all the cliche, like... The super egotistical lead singer who is like a real mix of like Jim Morrison and like Axl Rose and Scott Weiland. Was Jim Morrison egotistical? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Really? Are you kidding me? Wait, was he an, I, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know much about Well, him. I mean, I don't think he was out of control, but I mean, he, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he... He thought everything he did was great. Yeah. Well, he's Jim. Oh, he was right. Oh, he's a, <laughs> oh, he's a Sagittarius. Oh. oh, nice. Oh, boom. He's in my, he's in my corner. <laughs> I um, like and, and, and then Paul is kind of like, uh, he's, he's, Paul's pretty offbeat, like aggressive, he's a good looking guy, but he's jealous of Ricky. Right. Um, he's a guitar player. There's in, 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 in rock bands in the, in the past, you'd always hear about the, the issues with the, the battle of, uh, 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 who's getting more attention between the guitar player and the singer. Oh yeah. Guns and Roses, Axel and Slash, Page and Plant, Led Zeppelin. Right. Happened in Aerosmith. Right. Oh um, Yeah. My favorite band, Faith Amore, Mike Patton hated their guitar player. He used to fucking whip the microphone at him when he was really? going off doing a guitar solo. Absolutely. There's always that little bit of a battle. Mm -hmm. um, then there's Ace, the bass player, and he's kind of like the den mother. Yeah. He's got his head on straight. He wants what's best for the group. Right. But he's also delusional in his own way. Right. And he's also ultra sensitive and not the best decision maker. His intentions are always the best. But right. He can never really follow through with a, like a good plan, right. or he can't execute it, you know. Right. And then, uh, then you have last but not least, Mac yeah. Chester Mac McDonald, the, uh, the drummer, the, the drummer, the sociopath. Yeah. He's like a Keith Moon. Right. He's like, uh, yes. I mean, he's just fucking nuts. Yeah. He's a Keith Moon, John Bonham. Um, uh, dare I even say, like, Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses. I mean, that guy went uh, off the goddamn deep yeah, end, too, right. you know? Right. Not uh, as crazy as him, but... You know, and, and, yeah. and uh, little, you know, Tommy Lee, Motley Crue. Like, right. whatever, you know? Right. And, uh, uh, I don't know. Those are kind of the guys, and, um... So... You do, is it, it's approximately 20 minute episodes, or 30 minute well, they, episodes. Well, they vary. They've been anywhere between 15 to... Uh, 25. Right. They've been anywhere between like 15 to like 30 minutes. But and yeah. how, how distinct are they in terms of episodes versus just like chapters of a bigger story? Like would you you'd describe it more as sort of a Lord of, Lord of the Rings thing where it's just one big... Oh um, boy, I don't even know. ...thing that's divided up. You know, like I'm, I guess I'm curious how the... How the uh, how they're divided up. Or, well, know, there was never, there was never really like a grandmaster plan for it. It just, you know, it's just so weird, like, how it kind of started, you know. Garsko right. called me summer of 09 and was like, I want to shoot this thing for my school with this right. blah, blah. He's like, I'd love to get Kaiser in there, you, Mac, Pete. And I'm like, okay, and I'm kind of helping him, you know, like, giving, throwing, yeah. throwing suggestions out for characters or whatever. And, right. And uh, we shoot the first one. And um, we had a blast doing it, and it was yeah. like, yeah, it was totally I didn't think anything it. of it at the time other than, like, I'm hanging out with the guys, doing yeah. this for Johnny Boy, so it's all good. And it felt but really one, good to once, do it. Oh, yeah, but uh, once it was released, dude, I got, I just got, like, mobbed by people. Like, really? people were texting me, emailing me, like, 
Is this some sort of web series? Like, is there going to be more than this? Like, what's up? Oh, so blah, it was only blah. supposed to be one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It was, a, it was a school project, right? This is just, it was a school project for just John. MCTC oh, project, you know. <laughs> but, but I mean, it was so great. And, like, and, and so then it was, like, you know, people are asking about it. And we're about ready to release buddies, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I'm like, John, I want to do a second one. Mm -hmm. so, we, so we did the part two. And that one kind of blew up too. Like yeah. people loved that one. I mean, it was a little long and and uh, you know it was a little little sloppy at times, but you it know. was. I think but, we had too much fun doing the first one. Like we really gelled doing that. Like it was, it wasn't much. It, it kind of didn't feel like acting when you got all of us together and doing that. That it was. Kind of got lost no, for a yeah, minute there. It felt like we were a real yeah, band. We yeah. did. Like I felt cool for a second. And no. then, uh, yeah. and then doing the second <laughs> one was like, hey, we can make this one better, and it it was good. Right. But uh, they're all good. They're all awesome in their own whatever. Right. But you're kind of right. It's not really. We call them episodes, but it almost is like a chapter. Right. It's almost like a just just a sec. I can't quite. Uh, I think that's why can. I'm kind of curious. Like, if if you watch the the series so far, if if the division between one and two and two and three, for example, mm -hmm. would stand out, or if it would just feel like, like you know what I mean, if you if you just watch them all together. I mean, yeah, there's no way that I don't feel like it can really like legitly go through like as a series. It is almost like what you said, like like kind right. of chapters. Like, oh, yeah. right. this is what's going on in this little section. Right. Then yeah. you're not going to hear anything for a while then this is what's going on. Yeah, but I think that's what totally keeps like it that. intriguing and very interesting. One more question. How so we've seen four episodes so far. Yep. In the world of One Night Stand, how much time has elapsed from since the uh, first one we saw? Oh, wow. Probably about a year, I'd say. Okay. May, uh, probably a little bit more. No, I'd say about a year. From from when they reunited to where they're at in, right. in, 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 in uh, season one here, episode four, almost to five. Okay. I'd say it's been about a year. Cool. And it's just been a lot of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of partying. I mean, we, yeah, we did do, we did nail out three, four, and five right away. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, well, we, we filmed three, four, five, and six consecutively. Yeah, we we three, were four, doing five, that exactly six. a year yeah. ago now. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. And then the first. When we got back from Coachella. Yep. Oh, kid love Faith no more. But, uh, yeah, we did one, a little bit of time, two. A little bit more time, and then three, four, five, six. See, I heard, I heard that 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 last batch of filming was as epic as that uh, potpourri weekend at Max in terms of, like, it was a lot of fun running people until into the ground. You know, like no sleep and uh, late day, night day one wasn't that bad. We kind of ran around the city. Day two was nuts because no one had any sleep, and we'd be right. drinking, and, and then we filmed <laughs> all all day. Up north at my folks' place, and that was some of the craziest shit we shot. I mean, right. Ricky and Paul are with prostitutes. Max got this old couple held hostage. It's, Yo, it's I'm on the roof. I'm on the roof. I'm on. Yeah, he's on the roof, about ready to kill him. It's nuts. Yeah. It's pouring rain out. Yeah, it it's raining out. It's yeah. raining out, and wow. I'm uh, standing on the edge of his roof at the peak. And you know, it's it was pretty. Uh, I used know, to bring girls up there yeah. and feed them acid back in the '90s. <laughs> Just yeah. dark days. Yeah. That and good, uh, well, 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 then, then when we got home, we um, we shot all of episode six in one day, and and we were really tired from the night before. Right. And then going from that Sunday to that Monday was nuts too, because then we on on that Monday we filmed all of part four. This right. episode Max Day Out, and oh <laughs> man, us getting up in the morning was just you know, and you had to leave work early, mm -hmm. and yeah, there was a lot of stuff where I had to leave work early that it was just. 
you got you just got to work around it. But I mean, I'm scrambling to leave work to you know I wanted to work as much as I could, but yet get to on set right and, and shoot right. It was just what a mind scramble. Right. Who we got now? But we we did that in like ten days or something like that. Yeah, it was, really. It's really hard being professional. And working at work to trying to be, you know, this his character, a drug addict, right. drummer. You know, you got to sit there and you got to take the transition on the car ride there. Right. <laughs> Basically. Right. Yeah. I stop by the liquor store. Yeah, stop by the liquor store, do a few shots at the local bar. Right. You know. I tried getting Mason, but he's, uh, you know, he's a clever he's, one. He's cutting arms. He's too busy cutting arms. He's on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who the fuck Craig is and why he has a list. Yes. Uh, cool. So, so and and then and then to you know, f- five will be released hopefully next month, and then six within a month or two after that. Then it'll be done. Then it'll have kind of been like a year and a half. Okay. For the first season, six episodes. Really got to know these guys, and then in August, shooting, producing an all new season. Three episodes, right? Six. Six, whoa! Another six. Six more, baby. Whoa! Yes. And uh, I, I'm oh, I'm so excited about this. Yeah. It's We're taking be... this series to dark, uncharted waters. Right. Like, it's, you know, the boys are going through some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think one really didn't, one had a good story, and two... Was one was like, a little one-dimensional. Yeah, a little, it was a lot of fun, but it was a little one-dimensional. This next stuff is going to be... It started getting a little nuts towards three, four, five, six with the first season. Oh. And yeah, this jealous. this season's just going to be, you know, it's going to, you got to amp it up. It's going to be that much more. Yeah. Bigger and better. Bigger and better. You have to. And uh, if I'm not mistaken... You, Mr. Davini, are going to be in on the next. Oh, wow. You know that. I, I told you. Oh, well. Good. You're so acting. That you're, means... you're playing Ace's cousin. Cool. You're his annoying cousin. Cool. I, I can do that. Like, he's I like, can do that. Come, you know, Ace is like, my cousin's coming. <laughs> All the guys are like, cool. And Ace is like, fuck this kid. Uh, like, you just drive Ace nuts. You know? Sweet. You're all like, Ace, it's the, it's the family, you know, how come you didn't come to Christmas? And then just, Ace is just like, I was on tour. You know? It's right. going to be Ace's karma because he drives everybody in the band nuts. So. <laughs> oh, nice. You have to drive him cool. nuts. Yeah. Sounds it'll be like, fun. Sounds good like, good me, time. you, and uh, Keebs get seen together. And, okay. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Nice. It'll be a good time. Looking forward to it, yeah. That sounds awesome. Now, because I'm such a good editor, you guys didn't know that we were outside uh, drinking and smoking cigarettes for like an hour. But here we are. Yeah, we smoked a whole pack, like a bunch of rebels. <laughs> and I don't even smoke. Yeah. I anyway. Didn't, I didn't inhale. Anyway. Uh, one Night Stand. One Night Stand, man. What a, what a great, what a great, great uh, season we had. You know, I just, I can't wait for season two to begin. And some of the madness that's going to happen in the next part, you know. Maybe you should pay attention and stop taking pictures. Can you... Uh, oh, sorry. Brandon, can you tell us when we can expect One Night Stand or with what sort of frequency? Or is that all kind of unknown or... Uh, episode 5, Season 1 will hopefully come out in uh, May or June. Okay. And then uh, Episode 6, Season 1. Come out a month or two after that. Okay, and then and then and then I we're is. gonna shoot Sweet. Uh, season two in August. Sweet. This year, 2011. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, every month 
the next six episodes can come out. It's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, right? until that would probably be, what, February of 2012. Okay. You know. Then the aliens are going to invade, and yeah, it's and not going to matter anyway. If the world doesn't yeah, it's end 2012. by then. Yeah. Dark days. One Night Stand coming out soon. Uh, anything else? No. I mean, it's it's about that time. It's getting later. What do you think? we got a film screening. Yeah, we're, we're going to go check out some Scarlet Salem, at Salem action. In Andover. Andover. Tonight. Andover Fist. What by the we... time you hear this, it'll have already <laughs> happened. Otherwise, I'd say, be there. Yeah. What are but we seeing tonight? It's like a Sasquatch. Sasquatch movie and it's some yes. local trailers and another short. They're, they're playing our trailers. Yeah. Because they're, they're awesome. Because we haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, hopefully there's some. Well, awesome. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed this. And yeah. uh, I hope you look forward to more coming. Yeah, we might do some more. I don't know. See how it goes. What are these cad posts? <laughs> like Podcasts. Okay. So, are we done? Yeah, I think right, so. Right. Yeah, I let's think, wrap right, it so up. I think we're done. Signing off for Restraining Hollywood Podcast, episode numero uno. I'm Elliot Divini. I'm Eric McCullough. I'm Brandon Van Vliet. All right. Bye. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Good night. Good night.